sake, let's take a minute and give it up for podcasts. Am I right? Um, no, but seriously, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's literally the easiest way to make podcasts, so let me explain. One, it's free. Two, it literally gives you all the tools you need in order to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, which is amazing. Um, also, the best part, in my opinion, is that it'll distribute your podcast for you, so you can hear it on like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, literally anywhere you listen to podcasts. Pretty amazing, and you literally have to do nothing. The other thing is you can make money from your podcast. There's no like minimum listenership required. So that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, seriously, if you're like into podcasts and thinking about making one, I would check it out because it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Um, so yeah, go ahead, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What are you waiting for? Hello and welcome. I'm Victoria. I'm Serena, and together we're from Noir. This show is all about women, specifically film. We are going to review and analyze movies that are written by, directed by, or starring women, and we cannot wait for you to join us. Tune in and listen wherever you listen to podcasts or join us on YouTube. Are we just going to jump into it? Yeah, why not? Each episode will be giving our first impressions of the film based on the trailer and our first watch of the movie. Then break down the film and discuss notable scenes and things that worked well or worked against the themes of the film. We'll end off our serious talks about the film with a fun segment, our FMF, our Fuck Mary Friend Zone, with the male characters of the movie. And this season, we're introducing The Big Nine, a segment where we identify how well a movie included women in nine major filmmaking positions. Finally, we'll give our final scores, 10 stars being a perfect film needing no improvements, 5 stars being a flawed movie but still watchable, to where if it came on again we wouldn't mind it, and then 1 star being should have kept it in the drafts. And we'll end with similar movies we would recommend if you enjoyed this movie and some other films by the same director. Today's episode is about the movie, the film. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's about the movie. The you movie. all know it. I don't have to say the title. <laughs> yeah. Gunpowder Milkshake, written by Navot Papuchado, who directed it as well um, and wrote it alongside Ehud Lavsky. The film follows Sam, who is a cold-blooded hit woman in a high-stake mission spinning out of control. And the film stars Karen Gillan as Sam. All right. So, first impressions, I guess. <laughs> well, how did you? Well, not first. Well, how did you hear about the movie? How did I hear about it? I think I just yeah. saw it on Netflix. The banner. <laughs> I could have sworn that you had sent me like an Instagram video or like an Instagram oh, maybe. advertisement. It may have I been think... an Instagram ad from Netflix because I do follow yeah. Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I send people I... a lot of movies. Yeah, that was the first time I had seen it was you sent me something. Maybe it was on Twitter. I can't remember. Um, and that, I never saw the trailer, but I just saw like what you had sent me. And I was like, mm. okay, there's girls in it. So I'll watch it. Yeah. But it was written and directed by men, though. Yeah. I was like, that's like, and then, like, 
all the advertisements I saw were definitely like ensemble cast. Like I was like, ooh, Angela Bassett's gonna be in it. I was like, Michelle Yao's gonna be in it. And I was like, Karen Gillan, that's so cool. Lena Headey. I was like, why do they have such a like star-studded cast? You know, like there's so many well-known names. Um, so yeah, I was like, cool, an ensemble like women's. I don't know, like gang maybe. I don't know, weapons and books. <laughs> I was like, that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, it looks really cool. The colors and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. Yeah, I think... what was your first impression? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> but it was so, like, long. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely checked the clock a couple times. And I was just like, we're still going at this movie. But then also mm-hmm. the movie didn't really make that much sense. So, like... Even though we were getting to the end, I was like, I had so many questions that still weren't answered. And then it ended and I still have so many questions. Ooh, what were some of the things that you feel like weren't answered? Like, I want to know why the librarians exist. Like, what their whole thing is. Like, in the the Uh movie, she just goes to them and they're like, oh, you're so-and-so's daughter, like, eventually. And then they're just like, all right, well, you're going to need all this reading material, and they just give her books that have weapons in them. Like, why are they hiding weapons in, gu- in, in like, books? Like, guns and books? Mm. Are they, like, an organization? Is it just them? Are there more libraries? I'm, I want to know. That's true. <laughs> like... I feel like you could totally make an entire series based off of the library itself. And you know what? We didn't even need this movie. (laughs) (laughs) We just want to know the librarians. (laughs) Like, think about the the Kingsman movies. Like, the Kingsman movies, they explain to you, like, how Kingsman is a thing. Even if it's just, like, a very short explanation of, like, Kingsman, it exists. This is why it exists. Because spies. But also, we're, like, an outside organization that just decided that this was, like, our thing so that we could get around, like, legal government things. That's, like, a sentence. A, Honestly, a, a long sentence. But, like, they could have done that, <laughs> and they didn't. Well, honestly, with Kingsman, I don't remember that movie. Like, I remember That's watching fine. it just because I thought, like, the fight scenes looked cool, and then I don't remember the plot, like, at all. But, like, they answered why they existed in the first place, you know? Like, mm. no one was left wondering why... Like, I want to know why there's a library with, like, three women (laughs) in them that just have books with a crap ton. Like, where are they getting the weapons? Are they stealing them? Is it, like, a black market (laughs) thing? (laughs) (laughs) Are they, like, sponsored by someone? (laughs) I read recently somewhere that um, part of, like, um, storytelling and making it, like, making the illusion real for the audience is putting coincidences as early on in the narrative as possible because then it feels just like world building and it feels Mm -hmm. like it's already built into the world rather than something convenient or you know a a random stance and it feels corny um but then i feel like yeah they kind of introduce the library a little late Um, it's a lot like um, so it it feels random what's that writing technique is it called like chekhov's gun I think is when they like introduce to they introduce something in the story that has like 
it's like very random and the audience was like wait why is this a thing only to bring it back later for it to make sense so like for example mm. like I'm only going to bring this up because me and my friend Whitney were talking about it when we were watching The Suicide Squad, but there's, like, a scene in The Suicide Squad where uh, Viola Davis's character is doing, like, putt-putt in her office, and then later they end up using the the golf club as, like, a weapon or something. So it mm-hmm. gives you reason to know, like, okay, she had the golf club, the golf club didn't just come out of nowhere, it makes sense that there's a golf club and that it was used, like, kind of a thing. yeah. Which I feel like goes hand in hand with what you were saying. Like, yeah, you want to put things in the story to kind of like at least give us something, you know, even if it's like the one of my least favorite things in movies where they have the TV or the radio going and they're just it's like the news telling you like what the state of the world is in. Like it does wonders for the story. Sure, it may technically be a cop out maybe, but it it works it works and it answers the questions now i'm trying to think they really didn't have anything having to do with the library like in the first 30 minutes do you think i'm trying to remember no i don't think so because the first like but it doesn't like open with anything but karen gillen's character sam like sam Mm. goes and she's fighting and then she double crosses the guy i think yeah 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 she kills she like she double crosses kills them. someone she wasn't supposed to yeah yeah she like kills the guy and then they're mad at her for killing the guy and then she's mm-hmm. like oh come on really you can't be mad at me for that which is like the most boring thing i've ever seen in my life mm-hmm. and then they send her on another mission nathan for some reason the head of the firm that's after her that's also her like caretaker for reasons that they <laughs> don't explain even though she's grown (laughs) yeah she goes to do that thing and while doing that thing also kills more people of whom she wasn't supposed to kill so now she has to like finish the like mission or whatever of the people that she killed i don't remember it was so bad it's so muddy I think but, like, the library like doesn't come into effect yeah. until, like, literally, like, I don't know, it felt like the middle of the movie, but it was so long. I think that they had made, like, um, mention of it early, but, like, there was something with books, and she was in the diner, and she was, like, Yeah, when they do that flashback to, like, oh, her mom. the mom. Yeah, the mom tells her to, like, give her a book, and then she yeah, her book and there's, something. like, a book there, and then, like, okay, yeah. and it has, like, a weapon in it. Yeah. And so that's supposed to somehow lead everyone to believe that the library is real and has a reason to exist. Yeah, because literally I thought, I was like, oh, that's just a cute creative way to, like, do one thing. I yeah, know, like, like, a oh. system. <laughs> it's like those, like, old spy movies where they have, like, the, the book and they open it and there's, like, a little compartment. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I thought it could have just been that and then I was mm-hmm. like okay fine but yeah they literally don't introduce the library for so long because I, I want to say it's not until she has to go back to the bowling alley after she severely injured she severely injures that dude and she's like oh shoot he's not supposed to die i need him alive and then she takes him to the hospital 
and is like, here, fix him. I'll be back. And then she's like, okay, I got to go to the bowling alley because it's for some reason, I think the money that he had was the money of the guy who's after her because she killed his son earlier. And then she needed weapons. So she goes to the library Mm. that doesn't know she's, she exists. So they're like, who the, who the heck are you? And she's like, well, they know she exists, I'm but so they haven't seen so her since daughter. she was like a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They haven't seen her since she was a child. Which like, you would think she looks somewhat similar from the age that she was there as a kid, which was memorable. Like she was an old enough child to like, still, you like, you think well, here's she, the thing, they remember. The the way that they introduced it was confusing and it goes back to how you're like they need to really flesh that out a little more because when when she's when sam is handing over the bag and she's like i need some books or she's like i'm gonna return some books or whatever she says the lady at the desk doesn't recognize her but like lets her come and it it gave me the impression that like oh they have a lot of customers like they, it's yeah. you just say the secret password and then you get guns or whatever and these ladies you know, they help anyone yeah but then uh, apparently like nobody knows <laughs> i don't <laughs> this humongous building in the middle of the city and everyone's just like well, i don't know what's in there i don't know you walk past it <laughs> okay <laughs> what okay whatever i don't understand <laughs> 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 i don't know okay because honestly before we get even further i just want to talk about the title too they really forced that milkshake part which is so upsetting i thought that was going to be important i know but literally I she just like, has cool. a milkshake at the beginning of the movie yeah that, that never is relevant there. like okay thanks yeah there is but there's not a <laughs> thank lot you of for nothing <laughs> yeah i was really led on by this movie and i was let down so hard <laughs> yeah that was some betrayal it sounded so yummy <laughs> I know, yeah. with, like the neon lights and everything. That was the only thing that actually like carried through the movie was like the stylistic like things that the guy did. It was the director pretty, did yeah. for the movie. Like it looked cool. I just like mm-hmm. was like cool. Like I don't really feel like continuing to watch it, but maybe it'll make sense. You know, at the end they'll tie up all the loose ends, and then actually they opened up more questions. At the end. <laughs> Like, the I guess she just now, adopts that girl, the little one, because her, yeah, her dad's dead, her and then she's like, yeah, her apprentice, and then immediately puts her into harm's way. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> it's like, we like, get, I know you don't you like kids, but damn. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're really <laughs> gonna just let this child die? Like, okay, cool it, bitch. Oh, what my the? Goodness. Like, the someone literally just, died in the oh, yeah. process of all of this, trying to protect this girl yeah. to make sure that she didn't die. And then they just immediately put her right back into harm's way, into, like, the most dangerous situation. <laughs> Which, sure, why not? None of the rest of the movie made sense. <laughs> you may as well. It literally didn't. Like, I remember it, when they were in the bowling alley and she's fighting off the guys and the guy, or, or she was making the money drop, right? Mm. Um, and she was telling him, he he was like, oh, so don't make any wrong moves or I'll kill you or whatever. He's like, okay, so wear this outfit and meet me here. She doesn't wear the outfit. And <laughs> she's like, I'm going to wear this jacket instead. And like puts on some <laughs> random like blazer jacket and then get, gets away with it. And I was like, Okay, so, like, honestly, that's such, like, a, a, it totally reminded me of What's-His-Name in Drive. 
I was like, they're totally oh trying to do a gosh, drive. We yes. had like a drive jacket. And I was like, gonna bring that. <laughs> I was like, get out of here with that shit. Like, can you just keep that in in that lane? Like, we don't want that shit. Like, oh that was so irritating gosh. to me. Yeah, so let's talk about a stylistic movie where it's kind of boring and feels way too long. <laughs> drive and this one. Dude, I could. Oh my god. <laughs> Like, at least drive didn't leave me with this many questions, but still. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) My problems with drive are different than the problems with this movie. Yeah, my problems with drive are different than this movie. Oh my Um, goodness. Okay, this movie, it just feels too Hollywood for me, which is kind of ironic because it was released on Netflix. It was, like, direct to Netflix. But it's, I'm just, I feel like I'm just impervious to Hollywood movies at you know, this point. Like action movies where it's like, they do a, like a whole like five minute action sequence and she's fighting, yeah. she's doing flips. And then she's like, okay, I'm done. And her hair is perfect. And her makeup is perfect. And it's like, <laughs> she had heels on. And it's like, you know what? I just, I can't do that anymore. Like, it's not, it does nothing for me. I'm yeah. spaced out. I'm like, I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm impervious. And then it was just on the topic of like, five minute long fight scenes i thought they were gonna be like you know cool moves like really understood like i was so bored yeah <laughs> I, felt bad. I was like okay yeah she's gonna win obviously because like she has to but like none it, like it was not that interesting i was like i've seen choreographed fights that are way better than this in like netflix television shows that have like teenagers <laughs> oh God, in no. it you know oh and God, i was like yeah. come on like you really gave us absolutely nothing and then the like banter was crap it was mm. so bad like mm. the the two henchmen that end up inter like intercepting her at the bowling alley from nathan the firm guy mm. and he's like i need to make sure that we get the money and they're like okay like any means necessary and he's like just don't kill her and so they're like well guess we can't kill you boss man must like you and it's like you would think they'd know who she is considering he's literally her caregiver from like 15 years ago <laughs> like yeah for an entire 15 years <laughs> and then she's like all right well i really don't want to hurt you boys and then they're like huh and then she just <laughs> like kicks their butt but, like, in the most boring way possible where she just, like, breaks their bones immediately and then, like, hits them with a bowling ball. And we're like, okay, I saw that one coming. Are you going to give me something more interesting? Like, <laughs> give me, like, her, like, if you want to go with, like, the crazy, like, ultra non-realistic thing, like, vibe that this movie definitely had going for it. The fights were way too realistic for mm. how, like, absurd the rest of the movie scene because she would do things where it's like yes the way that she fought makes sense for like how small she is she used like gravity and like you know like physics to actually like fight and use like heavy objects to like take mm-hmm. down heavier guys and i was like it makes sense but this movie isn't a realistic movie why are you giving me realistic action <laughs> i don't mm-hmm. want that <laughs> yeah you make me believe this is an absurd different world like why and then the one time they do give you that with the freaking guns and she yeah. she can't feel her arms and she's just swinging them yeah. around. I was like, this is the yeah. stupidest thing ever. <laughs> so it didn't work. And then the eight-year-old was helping and I was like, <sighs> I don't know. I was checking my phone. <laughs> when the eight-year-old's driving and they're like, yeah, you're doing great. That whole freaking car chase scene. I was like, there's no way. 
<laughs> like, you've completely taken me out of the whole... This is supposed to be an absurd thing with the fact that you have realistic fight scenes and everything. And then you, you can't just switch it up like that. <laughs> you can't do that. It doesn't make sense. My brain doesn't know if it's supposed to be, like, unbelievable, but funny, you know? Like, I'm going to accept it because I know it's not supposed to be, like, realistic. Or am I supposed to think that this is like a like a fight, like an intense gripping fight scene? You can't just keep going back and forth between the two. Like pick one, please. <laughs> I need and there was a lot of to, like gratuitous score. Yeah. yeah, and it didn't that even that didn't even stick in my head. I remember it yeah. being there. I don't remember what it was. So very big. The only reason I remember things is because they bothered me, not because it was like good. You know, like, I feel bad. <laughs> Damn harsh. <laughs> I'm like, like, I just feel like if a movie is going to leave you to remember something, it should be for, like, a good reason. Not because you're like, ugh, I don't like that. <laughs> Why'd they yeah. do that? Like, There's if I'm remembering things, ugh, I just can't. Oh, I'm trying to think. It was, like, about the fighting. Oh, I think honestly too, it's like again with like the Hollywoodness, but just like it would really like it really would kill people to like put a lady with muscles in a main character role. Like Dude. it's like it's so Hollywood to have this like girl and she's but that's fucked yeah. up. Like no, you I have think to be that, a size yeah. two and you have to be beautiful. Like I think we yeah. haven't even talked about this movie and I don't even know if you've watched it yet, but Black Widow I think one of the things that I like about Florence Pugh is that she, like, actually looks like she fights and stuff. So, like, she does great in Black Widow, and then she also did that movie Fighting With My Family, where she does, um, she's, like, a wrestler, like, a professional, like, wrestler. And That's cool. Like, it's super cool, because in those roles, like, she actually gets to do the things <laughs> where she, like, gets to fight. She gets to, like, do the stunt movements. But then she actually, like, works out for the role <laughs> and, like, has the body type of the character that would do that. And it's really cool. But, yeah, it's just, it's really interesting, I think, that that's, like, not a normal, a normal thing. Because for men, it's, like, completely normal. Like, people would be upset if someone were to play, like, Superman and he wasn't ripped. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. like, this is so dumb, this isn't the Superman that I know. They'd be like, who is this? Like, like if the Hulk was actually played by someone that was, like, tiny and then, like, turned into the Hulk, it would be, like, extremely realistic. But we had, like, Edward Norton play him once. We've had Mark Ruffalo and like yeah, maybe Mark Ruffalo is like a little bit more like dad bud, but at some point in the 2000s he was like a heartthrob. <laughs> yeah. And like they still have like a tougher like yeah, it's like come on. Yeah, Florence Pugh is really cool and I think she's said in um interviews before that she will never lose weight for a role. She's like, you can just take me as I am or not, but I'm not going to change the way my body looks. And I was like, that's cool. That's actually something they did in a TV show, uh, Mare of Easttown with Kate Winslet. She was in it and like, she was like, look, you're not allowed to edit any of my scenes where I'm like naked or anything to make me look like 
not myself because that's what I look like. That's what normal women look like. Like, yes, we have stomach rolls when we have sex with people. Like, don't edit my sex scenes to make me look like skinnier or smooth my skin or anything. Like, she literally was like, do not, don't you dare. That's good. <laughs> and it's like, I love yeah, that. that's wonderful <laughs> because, yeah. like, the reason we have such absurd views for women is because, uh, we just keep perpetuating that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I'm like, okay, another movie where skinny girls kick ass. Okay, whatever. I mean, already there's not that many like with girls kicking ass at all. But mm-hmm. it's just a weird thing that like we've kind of had to get used to, I think, where like even the even the men in the movie weren't like the bodyguards she's fighting. They're bulked up. Yeah. You'll never see that for a woman who's kicking ass. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, at I least just, Lena Headey seems yeah. like she was, like, solid. And, like, even some of the, like, even more of the librarians seemed like they actually worked out for their roles. Like, honestly, yeah, the librarians seem like they could beat someone like, up. What? Like, we know Michelle Yeah's like, her stunts and stuff. So, like, wonderful. Mm. And you know that she used to do, like, It Man. And she's, like, martial art. Like, literally so cool. And so it makes sense that she's, like, yeah, I look like I do martial arts because I literally do martial arts. And, like, so cool. Angela Bassett, like, she worked out. She works out. And you could tell because <laughs> when she, like, pumped those guns, her muscles flexed. And I was, like, <laughs> yeah. that's sick. I love that. Lena <laughs> Headey. She does her freaking somersaults. But, like, you can still tell that she's, like, like when she's squatting that her legs are actually doing that shit. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like I don't know why. Powerful. Like, and I have nothing against Karen Gillan. And, like, I know she's done other, mm-hmm. like, fighting movies. Like, she literally is Nebula in freaking Avengers movies where she does fighting yeah. all the time. So it's, like, why mm-hmm. in this movie did she not have the same, like, I don't know, like, vibe, the same energy, the same actual, like, fighting material that she has in other things? It doesn't That's really make any sense. Like- yeah, that's kind of something I want to talk about when we do Atomic Blonde is because that movie was mm, had its own little things with five sequences in and of itself, but I feel like it was a lot more believable. But I feel like we can yeah. talk about that one when we do that. Yeah. A lot more believable than this one. I don't know what about this one was definitely off, but it took me out of the yeah, experience. Like Those really are just off. moments that I was just like, I don't really like this one. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend this movie. Yeah, I don't know. And like, it wasn't even funny. Like, no other jokes hit. Like, when the doctor is, like, oh, yeah, it's laughing gas, and they're, like, cracking up, and then he, like, takes a hit of the laughing gas, and I was, like, it's, like I feel absolutely nothing. Actually, I'm disappointed. <laughs> that's what I feel. <laughs> I was, like, come on. That's it? Like, you've got all this cool, crazy, like, material to work with, and this is what you gave me. It felt like, yeah. <laughs> this is going to sound horrible, but, like, I don't know if anybody else like read Wattpad or like when people tried to write because I definitely had a lot of friends that tried to write Wattpads when I was in like middle school. Like self inserts? Like well I don't know about that but they'd have this like oh this is a really great like idea for a story and they'd be like yeah so it'd be like this and then there's like this kind of character and they do this and then there's like this world where like this kind of stuff exists and like it's this and then you read it and you're just like (laughs) 
out. You just out check whoever that was like, that you're talking about. <laughs> like you'd even scroll through, Ouch. and they'd be like, "Awesome world building with like." Like a like girl that has fire powers, and then you read it, and it's like instead of actually being like like fight scenes or something, it's just them talking about fighting <laughs> or like fighting them <laughs> or like talking about fire, and you're like, it hurts. <laughs> That's what this movie felt like. They had a great premise, and then they just like didn't really give you anything like they wrote it but not really wrote it like it was like a fever dream that they had that they wrote down really fast in the middle of the night honestly yeah well i agree with what you said about how it's how it (laughs) okay (laughs) so i (laughs) i agree with what you said about how the premise seemed cool i think if it were like a novel it it would have been just kind of fun and, and quirky yeah. and cool. Or like a graphic novel. Like, was it a comic book? Yeah. Because there's no way that... Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they did Look just come up with this. But I feel like there's no way they came up with this. <laughs> um, like, there's got to be a reason. There's got to be a reason. <laughs> I don't think that there is. Let me see. No, it, it's just raw. It's just it. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, it could it could work. The thing, okay, the major thing that bothers me, every single other thing aside, is the little girl. I did not I think that she was her. necessary. I, I also don't I think she's a great actress. <laughs> it, okay, yeah, no offense to her, but I was just like, she doesn't need to be here and the fact that randomly at the end she's like you killed my dad but that's okay i want to be an apprentice and i was just like i don't like that you killed my dad but i understand why so it's okay and it's like what the heck it's just you it was weird and i think it was like supposed to like help um sam's arc of like Oh, she hates people and da da, and like now she yeah. doesn't take care, and now she has a daughter, and whatever. But um, I don't think that was necessary. I think Sam could have had an arc without the child. I just, I think the child kind of like took away from a lot yeah. of the suspense and the action. Because another thing was like how you were like, oh, I know she's going to be okay. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, if she's with the child, nothing's going to happen. Yeah, this is just happen. time wasting. They're just running around being quirky. yeah. Like in order, wow, whatever. For the fact that they really tried to make this movie like a mother-daughter relationship type, like at the core of the story, they really did mm-hmm. not actually have anything to do with the mother and the daughter, like at all. <laughs> like they have yeah, the flashback the scene, in it. and then you're like, okay, so she's got that backstory. Interesting. Maybe we'll meet some cool people because they knew her mother, and then they bring the mother back, and you're like, okay, so. You know where your mother is, and you've known this whole time, but you've never seen her because you're mad she abandoned you? That was confusing, too. Yeah, that confused me. I didn't know if I misunderstood by assuming that she knew where her mother was. I thought the mom was disappeared. Yeah, but then the mom was like, like, you can't say the mom disappeared and then also be like, oh, but I know exactly where she is. Like, we need to go to her for help. No, yeah, that doesn't I, make sense. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, that was weird for me. 
Yet another plot hole in this movie. And then they're like, I'm so sorry I left you, but like, you know, it had to do with the fact that like your father died and I needed to kill the people that killed him. And so I made that choice on my own. And she's like, yes, but like you had me and I could have like been your choice. And then she's like, and I made the other choice. (laughs) And she's like, and now I have to live with that. And then. She's like, okay, yeah. and then for some reason they reconcile, I guess, at the end for coming back to help her at the end of the movie when they're in the library and they're fighting, which also doesn't make sense because I <laughs> completely missed why she ended up having to fight all of those dudes again by herself. Because like that was the suspense part of like the big fight at the end of the movie was supposed to be like, oh no, she's going to have to do it by herself. No one's going to come back for her. And then the mom's like, you know what? She's my daughter. I'm not going to leave her again. Like, I'm going to go help her. And then they all decide to stay and help her. I think it was because they wanted her dead because she betrayed her. She fucked up the mission. She got the money exploded. And then they were like, just kill her. We like, we, we need to disappear her basically. And so she was like, they're coming after all of us, but they just want me. So it, I'm just going to go. I think that's why she was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll just kill myself or whatever. Death by She's like, I'll just assassin. fight on my own. Which yeah. Like- and then everyone was like, no, we'll help you. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Because <laughs> they were the same guys that were like, oh, you killed the son or whatever. And they're like the same dudes that are fighting her. And I was like, okay, so they're going to fight her again. Because they obviously haven't learned from the past five times that they've tried to fight her. And now she's in the library with literally so many books. Like, it would have been fine if the mother, like, came back and helped her. Honestly, if it had just been them two fighting with an entire library, gigantic building full of weapons, I would have believed that they could have, like, won that. Based on Mm -hmm. the fact that every other fight, she just won because she's supposed to. Like, I would have believed that. Like, we didn't need the rest of the librarians to stay. Like, they could have gone off and been doing, like, a car chase or something. (laughs) Like, no, they just come back for literally no reason. Like, no sentimental reason. Because they don't really care about any of you. Like, they have the child. That's the one reason they were like, well... You have this child and we can't just like leave this child by yourself. Like they could have mm-hmm. just taken her and gone. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> so frustrated. The one saving grace of the movie is that all the characters are girls. This would yeah. be unwatchable if it was all guys. Dude, I would not oh, have finished this movie if it was all guys. I would I, I held out hope. I would have turned off the movie probably. I literally would have. <laughs> This would have been fucking unwatchable. But it, I, I would admit it is cool. Now I feel kind of spoiled because I've seen so many movies where, I mean, cool things happen and it involves girls. And I, I yeah, like we make a point to look for those types of movies. What happened? Like we make a point to look for those kinds of movies. Like we actively yeah. try to watch them. <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like for people that maybe this is like their first one where it's like an ensemble women movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? And so that, even that though can be good. I think it doesn't even deserve an ensemble name. <laughs> watch Birds of Prey instead. <laughs> literally, literally watch Birds of Prey. Someone asked me the other day, yeah. they're like, is that movie even good? And I was like, excuse you? It's the I was best like, movie ever. It's the only movie DC's come out with <laughs> since Wonder Woman. And I would say it's actually better than 
the first Wonder Woman. It it actually just is. It's better. I than think that so. One. <laughs> I definitely think so. Yeah. Um. Is it good? Yeah. You watch Suicide <laughs> Squad. You watch every other Zack Snyder DC movie. Yeah, it's, it's better. so much better than all of those. It's it actually way better. makes sense. <laughs> it's not super dark that you can't freaking see anything the whole time. There isn't any unnecessary slow-mo that makes it seven hours long. <laughs> Six parts. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, no. Birds of Prey is great. <laughs> okay, so Bechdel test. Or no, wait, are we doing FMF or are we going to do Bechdel test? Can we even do FMF for this movie? I are think there, so. There's like the two bodyguards and the freaking firm guy, right? I don't even remember oh, dudes yeah. in this movie. Like, I don't remember what they looked like. Nathan. I actually thought that the doctor guy was like multiple people in this movie, but he's not. I just mistook every single <laughs> They just look the same. I was like, they just look the same. Okay, let's do the doctor guy. His name is Dr. Ricky. And then we'll do um, Nathan Paul Giamatti. And then we'll do, um, this guy was in it. I don't know who he was. His character name was Jim. Who is that? Who the heck is that? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea who that is. I've never seen this man before in my life. <laughs> uh, we could do the um, dad that she killed. Or we could do the, like, mafia guy. Like There's this fine-ass man in the movie, and his name was David. Do we remember him? Yeah, he was the dad. The the one that died. Oh, <gasps> okay, let's do him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need someone. <laughs> uh, yeah, because he's hot. Okay, so we'll do the dad, so we'll do David, and then we'll do the doctor, and then we'll do Nathan. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the dad. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> uh friend zone Nathan and then marry the doctor. <laughs> Interesting. I'd screw the dad because yeah. I don't know, that's the only feasible yeah. option there is. I would He's marry the firm Nathan guy for his money. And uh the doctor <laughs> Oh wait, I mean friends and the doctor. Because you should have doctor friends. <laughs> The doctor can like friend. <laughs> oh my god. I forgot we were killing so people funny. in these scenarios for a second. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, it'd be like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. There wasn't there wasn't much going for this movie to begin with. <laughs> R.I.P. Well, it definitely passes the Bechdel test. Oh, yeah. What? 100%. It definitely passes. But, like, I wanted to say this earlier. The little girl, they keep trying to make her, like, Madison Pettis was in, like, the game plan where she's, like, a cute kid (laughs) and, like, has opinions and stuff. Like, they keep trying to make this a thing. And it's, like, it it only works if the kid is good at it. Like, you can't force a kid to have bravado. Oh, like, because this is the only thing that she gets cast as, is the cute kid that's supposed to be, like, opinionated and difficult. Because she's in Wait, the Wait, you know the with... actor? 
Well, okay, because the other movie I know her from is the movie that the guy that plays Drax tried to do when he's like, I think he's a hitman or something. I don't know, but it's literally the same dynamic where she's like his kid and he's like, Oh, my spy. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's like, what? (laughs) Like, they keep trying Uh, to make her play these roles, and I'm like, can you just give her something normal, please? I feel like you're doing her an injustice. (laughs) Like, please stop. uh, Wow, Dave Bautista was in Army of the Dead, and he's in Avengers? Who is he in Avengers? He's Drax. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) Drax? He's like really he's actually really good. He was also in Blade Runner 2049. Holy fuck. But like they literally him. made that my spy movie and I was like that's the trashiest movie I could ever like they tried to pull a you could be like the rock, you could be like a wrestler turned actor dude and do like funny things. The same thing they're trying to do with John Cena where it's just like maybe stop. Yeah. <laughs> like really. John Cena did The Rock movie did like it, too. but the I Rock is the called. only one who really could have like pulled it off because he's got the personality for it. Like, I'm sorry. Like the guy that plays Drax, he's actually very good at just being chill. <laughs> like being a big dude that's just unnaturally chill. That would be a great role to put him in. He was great yeah. in fucking Guardians of the Galaxy because he's funny. Like, <laughs> it's mm. actually funny. He's given good lines and he delivers them very well. But, like, honestly, his role sucked in Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead actually just sucks in general. I actually hate that movie <laughs> with a passion. I want to watch it. I haven't watched it yet, though. I want you to try Fuck. to watch it because I actually wanted to turn it off. Like, I was, like, <laughs> so bored. And then, like, I listened to a podcast on it, the Black Men Can't Jump mm. podcast. And they also were, like, it's another one of those movies that just, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't really? make sense. It doesn't make any sense. And there's no motivation for any of the characters. Like, at least in this movie, there was motivation. Like, like she was, like, yeah, I'm motivated to, like, help the little girl because I just killed her dad and that sucks you know like at least there's that mm-hmm. but army of the dead <laughs> oh what? my goodness like okay this it cracks me up and i just have to talk about it because <laughs> it's so bad literally the premise of the movie is okay there's lot there's las vegas that was taken over by zombies they don't give you any context uh-huh. about the zombies <laughs> they shut down las vegas and like everything like this whole big like battle type situation people trying to get out and they're like no we have to shut it down because you guys could be like affected that's like the beginning of the movie where it does all of the slow-mo shots and introduces all the characters for like for way too long and he has like one song in the background that's like a rock song because he does that and i was like mm-hmm. okay cool like i thought that that's what the movie was going to be like if the movie was like the first like 15 minutes of it would have been great but no it continues. They shut down Las Vegas. And then it starts, the, the movie starts after the shutdown of Las Vegas. For some reason, they have some weird immigration thing going on where there's like camps of people who can't leave the outskirts of Las Vegas because they think they might be infected or something, which is dumb because like if they were infected, you would literally know immediately that they keep telling you like 
oh, if you're infected, you're going to have these symptoms and we're going to have to shoot you on site. But for some reason, they have to house people on the outskirts in, like, horrible camps. And so... Because I don't know Las if you're trying Vegas, to make me disinterested, but I'm so sold on this so far. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, it, it doesn't great. make any sense that that would be an issue for them. And so they're like, okay, Las Vegas is, like, shut down. All the casinos, people, like, go in and try to, like, rob the casinos, but a lot of them just end up dying because zombies. And then... The whole premise, of, like, this is just, like, the setup. Like, you learn all of this throughout the movie, but you never really understand, like, why. They don't really tell you why. And so Dave Bautista's character is the main character. You cut to him. This is where the movie starts. He was in the battle, as you saw in the montage at the beginning. Everyone in the montage at the beginning is like, there's no way I'm going back to like Las Vegas, like F these zombies. I just had a horrible traumatic experience. I lost so many people. They're basically like veterans, you know? Like people are like, oh my God, like I can't believe you went through that. Like it's a tragedy. And for some reason they come to him and they're like, hey, we've got a crap ton of money for you if you go back to Las Vegas and steal this money that we need from this incredibly unhackable safe. And he's just like, okay. Dude, I'm sold. I can't wait to watch this movie. <laughs> I need you to watch this movie. This sounds awesome. so stupid. He's like, okay, sure. Why not? After having literally a conversation about how horrible his experience was. And he's literally like, fine. Like, he doesn't need the money. He literally is just living life. He's well, here's fine. the thing. <laughs> You didn't finish the movie, so I'll finish no, it I and I'll tell it. you if any of these it. plot I just didn't holes. want to. I finished it. It ends oh, really Oh, I thought long. you didn't. No, I finished oh, it, unfortunately. Okay. I was like, this has to make sense at some point, right? And then it ended, and I was like, god dang, this is the worst. Oh my god, I'm so fascinated. <laughs> and it's oh, so, watch this so long. Bad. It's like three hours long. And then oh, every that character hurts. that they bring in also has no reason to go in, and they all do. But here's the kicker. The money that they're all going to get, Dave Bautista decides to portion it, not in like an even split, right? Or like, like he just offers people less and less to each person he adds to the group. So he's like, I'm obviously going to get the most with this other girl who literally just goes in because she's trying to get with him. She's like, I'm going to experience this ridiculously traumatic event because I'm in, like, I think I'm in love with you. Is that the one girl? No, there's, like, multiple girls. And then there's, like, one guy. Okay, nice. There's one guy that goes in because he likes to... He's, like, famous on, like, social media for, like, doing, like, crazy stunts and stuff. And, like, he's like, yeah, shoot. Like, he's the only one with an actual reason to go in there. He's like, shoot, I could get so many followers off of that. And they literally <laughs> give him, like, they're like, yeah, you do it for, like, a thousand dollars, right? He's like, hell yeah. And you're like... Oh my god. What? No. That's awesome. And he brings like three other people with him. And they're like, yeah, no, we've never fought a zombie before. It's totally I am so fascinated. It's like a sickening fascination. Like, I just need to know. It's like so bad. And then like, Dave Bautista's character's daughter goes in because her best friend went in to get money to try and get her and her kids out of the like camp thing and she's like 
if I go in though, you have to promise me you'll watch after my kids and make sure that they have a good life. Like if I don't come back. And so she literally doesn't come back and she decides to ditch the kids to go after her friend who is most likely dead. (laughs) Like you're the worst friend ever. I would literally, I cannot believe that. (laughs) You're the worst friend ever. Oh my god. That's yeah, so funny. Super dumb. Well, that one's based off a comic. So I don't Ugh. know how much of that happens in the comic, but that would be actively I don't know. pissed me off. Like <laughs> so bad. I, I don't even remember why I started so talking about what it. <laughs> what happened? I don't remember why I started talking about it. Was it because Drax? And the little girl? Uh yes. Tangents of tangents. Because I didn't but... know he was in that. For free, here you guys go. A movie that we absolutely would never review for the podcast. You just, you have my review. <laughs> it's, it's really bad. I but I dare you it. to try and finish it. That's my challenge. I dare you to finish it and actually pay attention the whole time. Because that's that's challenge. I might have to watch it in parts. Three hours, I'm probably going to have to watch it in a couple parts. Fuck. Yeah, it's bad. It's pretty bad. Anyway, back to Gunpowder okay, Milkshake, well. which again, <laughs> so sad that it wasn't more like interesting. Like, and I guess like the other thing about it is that they had this cool like found family thing, which like I will always watch a movie that has like a found family trope. I love those tropes. I think they're cool. Like, I think they're really great. And I like, I feel like me as a person, like, I'm always trying to like find people who also like like want to be like family you know like all of my friends like like I want us you know like it's like a family thing like like yes very fast and furious like we're family Mm -hmm. (laughs) I got friends I got family (laughs) did you watch that movie I didn't watch fast and furious I've seen all of them really I've never seen one I was telling someone that like I feel like because it's also this is also I guess another freebie. I actually put it on our on our stories a couple days ago about the fact that like Fast and Furious is probably the only franchise that actually has and is every single one of the movies directed by people of color. <laughs> like it actually has like, no people way. of color starring in it, and like the only person that wasn't like of color that was like a main character was Paul Walker. And even he was, like, like it was shared with, like, Vin Diesel and, uh, like, everyone else. And, like, he was the only, or there were, like, two white guys. And, like, literally both of the white guys end up not being the ones that make it in the end, you know? Kind of a deal. So mm. it was, like, cool. But then they're also all directed by Justin Lin. Who is not white. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> like it's it's just really cool. And then like a lot of the producers are like like they have this joke in the most recent one, which is kind of I think really great for like because I feel like the people that watch Fast and Furious are people that are like like they're definitely people of color that know that the movie is like ridiculous, but they're just glad to have something that's pioneering like people of color being able to actually pull off ridiculous stunts because most of us, if we came from the hood like the rest of these people in the movie came from the hood would never actually make it 
out or even be alive. <laughs> so it's like a fun fantasy to like entertain. And the fact that it's a franchise is kind of awesome. And the fact <laughs> that it's definitely just gonna keep going. And like even like the women in the in the movies, like yeah, in the first movie, it's like two thousand. I'm pretty sure it comes out in two thousand. Like it's been going on for twenty years now. And it's like, yeah, they may not have had great representation because it was the 2000s. Women didn't have great representation back then. But as like the years have gone and people have learned from their mistakes, they've actually given a lot of the women like way better roles. And they're like, like they actually fight and they look like they fight, you know, like they actually have actual character development and conversations about what it's like being so-and-so. And like, it's, it's weird because it's like you wouldn't expect people to like these movies, but the reasons they do aren't because it's a good franchise. It's because it's giving people something that they literally don't get in real life. Like it's it's like the epitome of escapism. <laughs> yeah, which is the, like the movies. That's the point of them. Yeah, it's like so the found family idea of like having like your friends from the hood and you actually all get to like grow up together and like be rich and drive cool cars and like go on go around the world. And then there's like Ludacris and he's in it. Ludacris <laughs> is in it and Tyrese is in it. And they have this the joke new one, in right? the end where they No, they're in like multiple of them. Ludacris is in them oh, since what? the second one. The only one he's not in once. Yeah. Tyrese oh is in the second one. Ludacris is in the second one. They bring those two in the second one. The third one is when they're in Tokyo, which is a completely separate cast. And then they realize, oh shoot, we need to bring them all back. So they bring back Ben Diesel in the fourth one and that whole crew and then they bring in actually gal gadot's start was in this was in the fourth fast and furious movie she was in that movie um and then after that they do fast five which is kind of like they bring everyone back together so you've got like Ludacris, tyrese gal gadot you've got like all of them from like every movie and that's just like the thing it's like Unfortunately, I don't think we have like a queer equivalent to this. <laughs> like, I want to say like, like how Birds of Prey is for the girls, Fast and Furious is for like <laughs> men of color. <laughs> wow, for, it's for straight that's people so of color. That's <laughs> like that's so what Fast random. and Furious is. <laughs> I just thought it was like some random ass cars and shit. And my grandma likes those movies. So yeah, they're like, like that's really a grandma fun. movie. I don't know because it's also like unfortunately one of the only like franchises that also has like like representation for like latinx community too where it's Mm. like like there's not a lot of franchises and out of them the majority of them are white and like i think the more important Mm -hmm. part is that this one has like global status like they literally have gone all over the world and premiered in other countries which is why it's still going on because americans know that it's trash but like it gets so much money in other countries and in Mm -hmm. the U.S. Like, it's always going to. And so it's just really interesting because, like, if we had a movie like Birds of Prey, that movie flopped. No one freaking watched that movie. And, yeah, it probably had a lot to do with the pandemic, but I don't think a lot of people are going to watch a movie anyway. (laughs) You know? Like, it's so many women. Birds of Prey came out in 2019. Yeah, but it was in March. Like, right at the beginning. Oh, it was March 2020. Yeah. Oh, never mind. I thought it was 2019. No, it was 2020. No. Never mind. It came out so early. Like, right when the pandemic started. And it's like, 
Yeah. There's so many Because I saw it in theaters. And it's like, come on. Like, Avengers. That's probably the only other, like, global franchise that I can think of that makes that much money. And it's still majority white. Like, Star Wars. They had mm. one black character. They had one Hispanic character. And they had one Asian character in the new ones. And they got bullied out mm-hmm. of the freaking movies. Like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, come on. Like, Fast and Furious is literally the only franchise that's been able to actually keep all of the people that they've hired. And they keep just casting more people of color. Like, they bring in more people that are, like... Like, they have one girl that they brought in, like, from freaking... And, like, Charlize Theron was like, yeah, I'm in on this. This is fun. Okay. <laughs> Give it to me. I love this. <laughs> like, I'll take it. <laughs> Wait, I will keep watching those movies because they're trash and I love seeing this random group of people doing crazy, crazy things that realistically they never would be able to. Like that's that's the epitome of, of escapism. That's what I'm looking for in escapism. Like if you're gonna yeah. give me I think we've mentioned this before, if you're gonna give me something that's supposed to be like absurd, why not make it something that's like wonderful, you know? Like Mm-hmm. what was it oh, i feel like we talked about it we were like if you're gonna give us like like if you know it's gonna be like a crazy absurd movie like this movie could have been why not make every single one of them like a crazy like backstory like i think when we talked about legally blonde we said that because we were like yeah, yeah why not just give <laughs> like, them why not max just stats pull out all the stops yeah yeah <laughs> like yeah. why <laughs> Like, yeah. it's just, uh, I don't understand. It's like, you have the budget. You have the creativity. Like, if you're given, you're just given this. And you're just going to make the same thing. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Well, I've never seen whatever. it. I have nothing to contribute to that. <laughs> <laughs> um... Just like, yeah, like Fast and Furious, they even hinted the fact that it's like an absurd movie. Like they could have done that with this movie. They could have been like, yeah, this makes absolutely no sense. And we would have eaten that up. We would have loved it. We'd have been like, Haha, they're self-aware. Wonderful. Like, <laughs> we love that. Audiences love that. <laughs> That's why Deadpool does great. <laughs> like, they had Wait, so much Deadpool going for them. <laughs> because he's like a self-aware, like breaking fourth wall like unreliable uh, narrator type thing that's true uh, yeah that is true then it's like come on I mean, they had so many opportunities in this movie to make it something that like we would have loved and they just were like no <laughs> <laughs> nah wait Like, yeah. I would have loved to have more fight scenes with Michelle Yao and Angela Bassett. Why they only fought at the very end of the movie. They were advertised to be an ensemble cast, and they did nothing until the end of the movie. They basically had, like, no lines until the end of the movie. You literally meet them, and then you don't talk to them again until the end of the movie. Well, that kind of ties into, yeah, the Bechdel test because it, it passes right away, I feel like, between Sam and her mom. But mm-hmm. the women of color don't get lines. Or they, well, yeah, like you said, the little barely girl. get lines. <laughs> the eight-year-old. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, the but eight-year-old like, doesn't, on, like, it. talk at first. And then... Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. like, if you're going to make a movie about women, you should just, like, have women behind the scenes, you know? Crazy idea, Was Netflix. it written by a woman? No? No, oh, no, no it, just, it, it was written yeah. by a man, and it was directed by a man. Yeah, that was and so they, exciting. And they thought <laughs> that it was it was totally within their, their realm to talk about motherhood and found family between women. Because that makes sense. Totally have that perspective. <laughs> it, yeah, again, it was kind of like the whole, the girl gets upset and then she cuts everyone off. I can't remember which one yeah. I talked about that in. But I was like, that's overdone. And you always see it. And guys always write it. We and talked about it in Black why. Bear. <laughs> Is, did we? Yeah. Maybe. I feel like I've so said it a lot. That's the one that I've posted uh, snippets from that for some reason men have found and have actually proved the points that we've been making about how men write women. And I just think it's kind of funny. Because, yeah, it's like, okay, it's in Blackbeard, it's in this movie, mm-hmm. it's like really common. Yeah, so. it's in so many movies, so many of them. I'm like tired of it. Um, <sighs> yeah, they're like, oh, women always, women are just so emotional. And then when something happens, they just like, you know, shut That's their right, emotional a movie with or whatever. They have an emotional response. It's like, I know, I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever, whatever. I'm over yeah, sure. it. This makes yeah. sense. Why not? Let's totally I'm just glad that you also that. had similar thoughts to me because I watched it thinking like I don't like this and I was afraid no. if you liked it I didn't know what I would say. I'm like so I'm excited to watch it and then I was so disappointed. Okay, so now um, for the first time this new season we're going to do our new segment um, The Big Nine. We're going to look at nine major positions um, behind the scenes making films and uh, just sort of go down the list, see where, if they do it all, um, where they include women in their roster. Um, so the nine major categories, we have director, writer, editor, cinematographer, art direction, composer, sound, costume, and then makeup. And for a lot of these, they have multiple people. Um I don't know. I, I don't know the way that you want to like look at that one. If you want to look at it, if there's a mix of men and women, what that means. But I think that um, the point of this segment is just to kind of acknowledge. Talk about like the inclusion, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. To kind of ag- yeah, acknowledge, yeah, acknowledge where, if at all, um, how this movie was inclusive of women. Um, because a movie can have an all-star female cast and be all men behind the scenes. Um, and I think that definitely impacts the message. It changes the entire context of the movie. So, yeah, that is going to be the purpose of this one. We are going to be doing this instead of the Bechdel test. So, yeah. Um, so the first one, I can just go down the list. We can, maybe I can have, oh, we don't do video anymore. I was about to say, maybe we can make a graphic for YouTube and do a checkbox. We're not doing video anymore. Um, so for director, director category, um, not a woman was a man, as we mentioned before. Probably, I don't remember, but we probably did. We probably said the director. Oh, we did, yeah. Um, 
writer as well. Um, both men. Yes. Yes. Editors. Um, editor was a man. Dang. Cinematographer. Man. <laughs> oh my god. Um, for art direction, it's a mix. So we have two women and two men. Um, okay. Statistically, that makes sense. Art the art directing and like stage production behind the scenes of films like as far as like the aesthetics statistically speaking does include more women mm. than other departments but that's almost the same argument it's like a lot of men assume women are more artistically uh or like created for the more like softer roles of creation which is mm-hmm. like the arts <laughs> yeah every every piece of of making a movie is important um but it just sucks because the further you get down the list of these like nine little categories it's like the 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 lower they are in the end credits you know it's it's not mm, yeah. advertised with these people's the names most, like on it. influence they have yeah on the like characters and the representation that's on yeah screen. like they still have an impact but then yeah by the time you get down like you know n- like People, the movie ends and people get up and leave. But, you know, people will know the director because that's the beginning and the writer and that kind of stuff. But then all these categories, you know, they include women. It's not really seen. So Um, composer was a man. Um, Sound, uh, the sound crew, one woman and six men. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then and then these were these are just credited names. So. Um, there are definitely things mm. that that happen in all of these categories that maybe not are credited, but of of the people yeah. that did the work that is credited, yeah, one woman and six men. And then for costumes, it is an all woman category. We got two women credited on there. Cool. The costumes were wonderful. Yes. <laughs> And then makeup is a mix of men and women. There's a lot of people credited for that one, but it's it's a mixture. So the ones that had women, so there's only one category that was all women. Um, costumes. <laughs> and often it would be costumes because that fits the patriarchal narrative of women being <laughs> the homemakers, which included making clothes. <laughs> Why I hate that that's just so perfectly stereotypical. Like that's just it's too it's too ironic for a movie like this. Like a movie that's like kick ass women and this and that. Bye. They're gonna anyways, it's too that's just I you can't know make what it up. the girl's role was in the sound department. Like was she the boom operator? Yeah, so then so that one was the all woman uh category. The there's only three other categories that had women in them. Uh, makeup, art direction, and then sound. <laughs> so it's a lot of, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can tell that it didn't have women in the decision-making aspect of how the women were really presented in their characters or, like, their storylines. Yeah, I think, like, <laughs> But, like, nuance is not there. (laughs) 
honestly, the, the top four categories I mentioned, so we have director, writer, editor, and then cinematographer. I feel like those um, positions are especially important because those are people that mm-hmm. are controlling, at, at, in some capacity, the image. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the fact that those were all men, and then uh, and then underneath those categories, so five through nine, you start to see women. But in those mm-hmm. top four, yeah. yeah, director, writer, editor, cinematographer, all people that interact with the camera and with the image that the audience sees, no women in a movie that has an all like pretty much an all woman cast, and it's marketed <laughs> towards women. Marketed towards about, women. It's supposed to be some kick ass like female whatever like. Ugh. Um, whatever type movie where you're supposed to disappoint. What's it called? Like a strong female protagonist, that sort of movie. And oh, like an men. ensemble women's movie. Yeah. <laughs> Upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> Upset with this movie. Yeah. So we just thought um it'd be nice to just mention those sorts of things because um sometimes movies can be marketed in that way uh like they are for women like by women for women and and not to say that this is something like that is cold like that not to say that these men are bad people they're just doing their jobs um but this happens a lot you yeah, yeah. It, it happens more like often this is why. <laughs> in movies targeted towards women than the other way around you would never like yeah it does yeah like the majority of rom-coms in yeah their entirety of existence yes <laughs> written directed by men male cinematography yes. male editor yeah sometimes it's a female writer and those ones i i personally think are significantly better because yes they do have like a nuance to them but yeah and they're all it's so male dominated mm-hmm. and yet here we are supposed to be seeing something that's marketed for women what does that really say yeah um it's propaganda <laughs> maybe a little bit yeah actually you're onto something <laughs> the government is like watching you it's now. social conditioning that's what that is social conditioning yeah um yeah so then hopefully just in watching more of these movies i mean we don't have uh movies planned out that you know that we're like we're not ready to be like oh gotcha with any of these movies i just think it's going to be really interesting to see what movies that we go into that we enjoy just face value and then we put you know that movie up in the big nine and then see you know what's really going on behind the scenes yeah who was involved yeah Mm -hmm. because i think almost always when we like end up rating the movie we always bring up someone from behind the scenes of like like, oh, well, it was directed by a man, mm-hmm. so obviously some of the things we talked about are at, are because it was directed by a man and not a woman, yeah. like, stuff like that. So, like, I feel like things like the categories of, like, like, especially the top four, because that's what the audience really gets in the final edit of the movie and, like, the final decisions made about the movie, that's what the audience gets to see. And because that's what we're viewing as the audience, it's going to jade our opinions. It's going to have like a cloud, basically, about like what we think about the movie after we find these things out. Yeah, it's a... Because at some point, it almost becomes like an explanation. An explanation. Half the time. Of like why we don't like it. Or like why certain things that we didn't like yeah because yeah i think we've mentioned it in capacity before like 
or maybe I actually haven't mentioned this. I don't remember if I said this on camera or not, but um, there was somebody who talked about if you read a woman character and you don't like her, it might be because it was written by somebody who doesn't like women. Or I, have we mentioned that before? Mm. I can't remember. I don't think so. Um, yeah. Or somebody who doesn't know women or, you know, it's like, it's not your fault for not liking her because, and then yeah. it, it becomes very stark and very clear when you look at, you know, who, yeah. who like, is building for these example, worlds. Yeah. The last, uh, last season when we talked about black mm-hmm. bear, we were like, this isn't how women interact mm-hmm. with each other. And the way that they had them interacting was very like odd. Mm-hmm. And that's why we were like, this is so weird. And it made sense because you're like, there was no, no female perspective in that at all. Mm-hmm. And it shows. It really does show. Yeah. So, um, I'd probably give it a two. That's my rating. I give it a two. Oh! Ratings time. That's really low. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you going to do? Okay. I think, well, didn't I say that if, what what number did I say, oh, I would recommend this? <laughs> I thought it was like five. Was it six or five? Five. Five? Okay, I'd probably give it a four and a half. Because <laughs> it, I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't it. recommend it. Um, and I barely made it through it. Yeah. Honestly, I was falling asleep. And then. I was like, yeah. I have to watch this movie because we're going to so, make a podcast off of it. Like, I have to finish it. Like, yeah. that was going through my mind the yeah. whole time. I was like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It it it's the genre and plot and story that I am attracted yeah. to, but that's probably why I give it such a low not rating is because it, it really disappointed me. Well, yeah, it did not hit. Like, it's not hard to make those movies interesting and good and worth watching. Like even if it isn't good, you know, like there's so many movies I watch just because I'm like the colors are cool and I like them because it's it's funny. It has actual good fight scenes in it. Like, how did you go wrong? <laughs> how <laughs> how did you go wrong with this? Ugh. It had potential. So much potential. There was potential, and it just let's, let's have didn't translate well. Let's have a, I'm sure you read really well. Let's have with this but, movie what they keep doing with DC, where they just keep releasing the same one. Because like, give this one to Kathy Yan. I want to see what she does with it. <gasps> that's I true. The hell out yeah, of if they movie. make a second one, that's true. Just remake it. Do what yeah, they did with Suicide right. Squad. If we're doing that, you may as well. Yeah. Yeah, just wait four years. Yeah, just you know what? Start now. The movie <laughs> in a couple years. Yeah. Instead of gunpowder milkshake, call it the gunpowder milkshake. Oh, per- oh my God! Your mind, my brain. Now you're thinking like a conglomerate girl boss in this ish. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, do you have any recommendations? Um, if you want something way better, Birds of Prey, uh, Atomic Blonde. Like if you if you want women that are doing cool fight scenes, yeah, just watch those movies. Like even Eon Flux is better than this, and that's like two thousand Flux. What is that? It's like two thousand Charlize Theron. Watch Mad Max, even Ooh. Fury Road. Mad Max Fury Road. I really liked the Netflix television series. You said earlier you're like, oh, there's better fight choreography in Netflix television series. The Jessica Jones Yo, one. Yeah, the Marvel Jessica one. Jessica Jones. Um, 
shoot, that that show. Yeah, great. you don't need to know Marvel to watch it. It was really good. It's more like not dramatic, but it's it's not, like a new it's war, not like, like a new um, war kind of thing, yeah. where there's like lights and jokes and stuff like that. But it does have a lot better fight scenes. It's like neo noir, mm-hmm. and it's really yeah. good. So I'd recommend that if you like, want. It, it is very like murder mystery, cooler. like super cool. Yeah, yeah, all it's of really those are cool. better than those. <laughs> <laughs> so sad about this movie. Watch like we laid into this bitch. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Well, you asked. We gave it to you. I'm just kidding. One person <laughs> asked us to watch this movie. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but we were gonna do it anyway. So it's, all right. It's, well. <laughs> yeah. It, you're to blame for us watching this horrible movie. Thank you so much. <laughs> No, but what if they liked it? (laughs) We're cutting that out. If you like this movie, I'm so sorry that we just laid into it. That's so sad. But maybe now you just have like a different perspective. Because if you did like it, you were watching from a different perspective, and that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. Just the lens that we watched it through was was not good. It's different. Yeah. But you know what? It's okay. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's it. That's all I got. Do you got anything? I'm good. Yeah. I'm ready to pack this movie away. Yo, never watch again. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. Leave us uh, comments if you're on YouTube. Subscribe. Give us a like if you're on our podcasting sites. Uh, go ahead. Download this. Subscribe to us. Uh, leave us a review. We would love to get some reviews from you guys. And yeah, share us with your friends. Like, comment on our stuff. We'd love to have conversations with you guys. You guys are like super funny and fun. Um, yeah. Have a great rest of your day, night, wherever. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And soon.